if your space is inviting and your students enjoy being there, they will not only be more productive, but they will be more likely willing to sign up for your class again and want to be in there and then also tell other students about your classes. Maintaining or increasing enrollment. Staying on top of ever-changing content. Incorporating best teaching practices. These are just some of the challenges that we face as CTE teachers. Welcome to the On Your Prep podcast. My mission is to empower every career and technical educator to love going to work each day because they are teaching what they are passionate about, in addition to applying great teaching principles. Today I want to talk about something that is often overlooked when we are thinking about recruiting or increasing enrollment, and that's actually our classroom environment. So how do people, like your students, how do they feel in your classroom? So I want you to think about times where you have been in spaces where you have felt really comfortable. And then alternatively, where have you felt uncomfortable? And We're not talking decorating per se, so it's not whether or not you have a theme and whether or not your bulletin boards all match, and that's great if that's your thing, you do you, but what I'm really talking about is, is it a productive environment for you and your students? Do they feel more stressed when they come into your classroom or do they feel less stressed? And a lot of it has to do with clutter. So in my previous life, I like to always joke about how every teacher had a previous life, even if it was just what we worked on in high school and college before we started teaching. But my first degree is actually in interior design. So I worked in several firms and that was my job was interior design and making people feel comfortable in their spaces. I'm always striving to have the spaces that I am in and that my family's in and that my students are in is somewhere that they can feel comfortable and more productive. Being organized and decluttering your entire classroom is super overwhelming depending on what the state of your classroom is. I know when I first started teaching, I inherited a classroom from someone and I often joke that I had a drafting museum in my office. So we had all sorts of old machinery, all sorts of old paper and pens and lines and things that were donated to the school, mainly because the firms weren't using them anymore, but somehow they had accumulated in this office. And even after the previous teacher left, I still had it all. So there's that. And then I also had the privilege of opening a new school. And so I got to take my own things over there, which was awesome because I was starting with a clean slate. So you could be at either of those points or anywhere in between, and it can be overwhelming. It can also seem like it would be like a huge summer project, which if you were completely gutting your space, it probably would be. So to not overwhelm you, because obviously we're in the middle of the school year right now, is I want to give you some tips and tricks of things that you can do today that will help your classroom feel more inviting. 
So the first quick tip is to quickly clear off your horizontal surfaces. So that's any surface in your classroom that may be collecting something that could be over by your desk, if you've got cabinets. So any horizontal surfaces is what you're going to look at first. Have you ever heard of a teacher complaining that their classrooms aren't getting cleaned adequately by custodial staff? I have, and a lot of times people don't realize that it's really hard to clean around clutter. Like You don't realize that someone doesn't want to move your stuff because they don't know what's important, what's not important. They don't even want to stack it. A lot of times we feel like we have a dirty space and it's because we have clutter happening and the easiest place that clutter accumulates is on horizontal surfaces. And so that's where we have to tackle first. This first trick is something that I learned from Ali Casaza of The Purpose Show and she has a podcast as well as several uncluttering courses that you can take. So one of the things that she suggests is to do a quick clearing off of your horizontal surfaces. So she recommends that you take a laundry basket if you're going around your home, but if you're in your classroom, then take a milk crate or a box or something that you can put a bunch of things in and set a timer for 10 minutes. You'll actually be amazed at how much you can do within 10 minutes. And what you're going to do is you're just going to start clearing off those surfaces. So anything that doesn't belong any papers, any supplies, anything that doesn't belong on those surfaces, slide them into your box or crate and you're going to sort them at the end of the 10 minutes. So the purpose of this is that even before you start to sort and get rid of some of the things that you collected in your crate, you actually can look around your space and it automatically will feel so much cleaner and lighter because that clutter has been removed. Now you kind of hit it a little bit because you put it in a crate, but instantly you're going to feel a lot better. So then you do need to go through that crate and you do need to figure out what are you keeping? What are you not keeping? Where do things go? And it's great when it's in some sort of crate because you can carry it around with you. So you'll go to one part of your classroom and you'll figure out, okay, I've got a bunch of glue sticks in here. They need to go into this space. This is the space. And then you can take them all out at the same time. So it actually makes you put things back quicker where they actually go. Quick tip number two, from the student's perspective, take a look at your walls. So sit in your seats, pretend like you're a student, face out whatever direction they normally face, and check out what's going on on the walls. Now there is kind of a fine line. My husband argues that you need to have a lot of things on there because if kids get bored, but my thought is is that they shouldn't be straying from what you're going over and they shouldn't be getting bored especially in CTE, and especially if we have a shop or a lab that requires a bunch of safety information, we tend to have a lot of things on our walls, like overwhelmingly a bunch of things on our walls. We'll have different companies that will send us posters that we can hang on our walls. My husband's walls, because he teaches welding, has a bunch of different welds and the different settings for your machines and how to weld with this material and how to weld with that material. There's just a lot. 
Plus, there could be things about measuring. So think about your walls and try to take some things down. Quite honestly, if you have some sort of bulletin board, that's probably adequate. You might want to put things here and there to make it feel a little bit more comfortable, like more of your personality. And that's not necessarily a safety poster, but maybe it's some sort of other piece of art that you really enjoy. Because remember, you want to be comfortable in your space as well. So besides the fact that you might have too much going on on your walls, I also want you to look at how high they are hung. Typically we have tall ceilings. And so a lot of us like to hang things in the center of the wall or it's while we are standing, it's at eye level. Now you sit down and you go down about three or four feet. And I don't know about you, but when you sit in your little seats and you're looking up at things, it actually makes you feel smaller, makes you feel shorter. So one interesting tidbit from my previous life is that when you hang artwork above a sofa, the bottom of the frame of your artwork should actually be hung eight to 10 inches from the top of the sofa. That's because when you're normally sitting and you're looking at that piece of furniture and with the art in it, you don't want the art floating above it. You want to have kind of the art as part of the sofa. So general rule of thumb, you're going to need to lower whatever you have hung on the walls. So if you have, and this is really what I'm talking about, is any additional posters or signage that you have, just make sure to lower it. Normally, our bulletin boards are actually hung at a pretty good height where you don't get too high unless your bulletin boards are over a counter and then sometimes those are higher. There's not a whole ton we could do there, but I would say don't hang anything above that because then once again, it's going to make everybody feel so much shorter and smaller. So that was tip two. Tip three is implement routines to keep your classroom free of from clutter. The hard thing about decluttering your classroom is maintaining it. And sometimes we'll get this bug and we'll decide, hey, we are going to revamp this whole classroom and we're gonna do this over the summer. We're summer break, fall break, winter break. We're going to totally clean things. But then students come back and life happens and all of the crap comes back. So what you need to do is figure out what is going to allow you to keep the clutter free from those areas that you've already decluttered. So for example, horizontal surfaces, we already talked about, that's a quick fix. It's a 10 minute routine. Now, is that a routine that you are wanting to do every single day at the end of the school day? Totally great. Or do you have a cleanup time that's built in to your class and maybe you could assign a student to do that every day? Think about how can you maintain a clutter-free area. If you are finding that as you're doing this decluttering, you're finding that you have a lot of similar items but may not have a space for them, that would be a larger project, but you will probably need to create a space or a home for those items so that they don't get left all over your classroom or your shop or your lab. 
So as a review, I've got three quick tips for making your classroom more inviting, which as you remember, if your space is inviting and your students enjoy being there, they will not only be more productive, but they will be more likely willing to sign up for your class again and want to be in there and then also tell other students about your classes. So the first one is to do a quick clearing off of your horizontal surfaces. 10 minutes is all it takes. Tip number two is view your class from the student's perspective. Take a look at your walls, see what adjustments you need to make. What do you need to remove from your walls and what also do you need to lower? The third tip is implement routines in order to keep your classroom free from clutter. My challenge to you is to implement these three quick tips in order to make your classroom or your space more inviting for your students and yourself. Be sure to check out the recruiting roadmap that I'll link here to get you started on creating SMART goals and creating a roadmap to increasing your enrollment for your program. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast as well as check me out on Instagram, which is where I hang out the most, at Kristen, K-H-R-I-S-T-E-N, Masic, M-A-S-S-I-C. I would love to see any before and after pictures of your classrooms or spaces before and after you apply these quick tips. Until next week.